Guidance and Discipline for Skill Building, age 13. I think of discipline as the continual everyday process of helping a child learn self-discipline. Fred Rogers. Now is the right time. Children and teens ages 11 to 14 are engaging in asserting independence while still being dependent on adults in their lives. They will naturally break rules and test limits. This is a healthy part of their development and necessary for learning and growth. As a parent or someone in a parenting role, you can choose to be purposeful and deliberate in the ways you provide guidance and discipline. Guidance and discipline for skill building can help your child or teen actively develop self-awareness, the ability to accurately recognize one's own emotions, thoughts, and values, and how they influence behavior. Self-awareness is a fundamental ingredient of self-management, the ability to manage thoughts, feelings, and actions, control impulses, persist toward goals, and manage stress. Research confirms that when children and teens learn to manage their feelings, they are better able to manage their behavior, problem-solve, and focus their attention. This directly impacts their school success and ability to follow rules. Children and teens need the guidance and support of caring adults to learn these skills. It is important to differentiate discipline from punishment. Some parents and those in a parenting role feel that if they do not impose punishments, their child or teen will not understand that their behavior is inappropriate. In fact, when a child or teen is punished, they often feel scared, embarrassed, and hurt. This overwhelming sense of fear or hurt negatively impacts their relationship with you while also failing to teach them the appropriate behavior. Your child or teen is likely to miss the lesson you want to emphasize entirely and feel unsafe. On the other hand, the goal of guidance and discipline is to support the learning process and avoid harm. Adolescents' brains are reorganizing from their childhood magical thinking processes to thinking more rationally and logically. They do not, however, fully form their higher-order thinking skills until their early to mid-twenties. Your support and guidance as they develop these critical life skills matters greatly. They are exercising and developing self-control a fundamental ingredient of self-discipline, and they are also working to empathize with others, to view thoughts and feelings from another person's perspective. Empathy is also an essential ingredient of self-discipline. Children and teens need to learn that their actions have an impact on others around them. This is developed over time and requires practice. Guidance and discipline for skill building is challenging for many parents and those in a parenting role. Approaching guidance and discipline for skill building as teachable moments to grow your child's or teen's skills can be transformational in the way you understand discipline and can enrich your relationship with your child or teen. The steps below include specific, practical strategies along with effective conversation starters. Why guidance and discipline for skill building? When your 11-year-old is yelling at you because you won't let them go to a special event on a school night, or your 14-year-old is attending an unsupervised party with alcohol without your knowledge, these situations are opportunities to provide guidance and discipline for skill building. Today, in the short term, guidance and discipline for skill building can create a sense of confidence that you can help your child or teen regain calm and focus, a greater understanding in you of the connection between your child's or teen's feelings and their behaviors, 
trust in each other that you have the competence to manage your intense feelings, and a growing understanding of agreed-upon rules and expectations. Tomorrow, in the long term, guidance and discipline for skill building helps your child or teen build skills in self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relationships, and responsible decision-making. Learn independence and self-sufficiency, and build assertive communication to express needs and boundaries, critical for keeping them safe and ready to deal with peer pressure. Five Steps for Guidance and Disciplining to Build Skills This five-step process helps you guide and discipline to build skills in your child or teen. The same process can be used to address other parenting issues as well. Learn more about the process. Here is a tip. These steps are done best when you and your child or teen are not tired or in a rush. Here is a tip. Intentional communication and a healthy parenting relationship support these steps. Step 1. Get your child or teen thinking by getting their input. Too many children who have problems with behavior also have problems with accurately labeling their feelings. Marisa Elias. A child's or teen's behaviors are often influenced by their feelings. Feelings are spontaneous reactions to people, places, and experiences. Feelings are not right or wrong, but what your child or teen does with their feelings may be appropriate or inappropriate. You can help your child or teen understand their feelings by asking open-ended questions. In gaining input, you can transform an unsafe or inappropriate behavior into a teachable moment by uncovering your child's or teen's feelings. You can better understand why your child or teen is behaving in a certain way. You can begin to teach your child or teen how to understand their own feelings, which will help them manage their own behaviors. You can grow their self-control, social awareness, and problem-solving skills. Actions Before you get input from your child or teen to understand and help them understand what they're feeling, you both need to be calm. Your child or teen will not learn from the situation if you or they are upset. Delay moving on to next steps until you are both calm. Ask yourself if your child or teen is hungry or tired. You could offer a snack or offer to have them take some time to rest. Check on how you are feeling. If you are angry, frustrated, or overwhelmed, take a parenting time out and take several deep breaths. It really does help. Or sit quietly for a few minutes. Modeling your own calm-down strategies for your child or teen. If basic needs like hunger or tiredness are not issues for your child or teen, then take additional steps to help them calm down. This might involve offering a hug or helping them take deep breaths. Children and teens ages 11 to 14 are working to understand their own feelings, other people's feelings, and how their own actions affect others. They will need your support in figuring all this out. When both you and your child or teen are calm, reflect on your child's or teen's feelings so you can be prepared to help. Ask yourself, Does my child or teen have an unmet need? They might need someone to listen or give them attention, some alone time, or some help so they can be successful at something they are trying to do. Sometimes your child's unmet need is not directly related to the area of conflict. You can ask them about how they are feeling. I noticed your face got really red. So, when you said unkind things to your friend, were you feeling frustrated? I hear you weren't invited to your friend's house on Friday night. I wonder if you are feeling sad. You can also ask them about how they think others might be feeling. When your friend wasn't invited to the event, how do you think they were feeling? When you said that to me, how do you think I felt? 
If your child has a hard time engaging verbally, you can offer them nonverbal ways to express themselves. You can prompt your child or teen to draw or sketch and show you how they feel, allowing them to use art to express themselves. You can write notes back and forth with your child or teen. Some children or teens feel safer writing than talking about how they feel. Use your best listening skills. Listen closely to what is most concerning to your child or teen without assuming your child shares your own thoughts, concerns, and feelings. It helps to use a paraphrasing technique to ensure you are fully understanding what your child or teen is communicating. Paraphrasing is echoing back to the person a summary of what they've said to check how accurate your listening is, and also to confirm to the speaker that you have heard them. It may seem awkward at first, but this step is an important way for you to check your own understanding while simultaneously teaching children and teens how to listen for comprehension. It might go something like this. Child or teen, when my friend didn't invite me, I got so mad that I said mean things to them. Parent or someone in a parenting role, modeling paraphrasing. So, I hear that when your friend didn't invite you, you responded by saying hurtful words. If you hear a subtext of feeling, as in this example, you can also reflect back the feeling implied. Also, you can seek further clarification if it's needed, parent or someone in a parenting role reflecting feeling. I hear you are mad. Were your feelings hurt too? Explore the mind-body connection. In calmer moments with your child or teen, ask, how does your body feel now? See how descriptively they can list their physical signs of well-being. Now ask, how does your body feel when you are angry? Use a simple outline of a person for your child or teen to illustrate how and where they experience different feelings in their bodies. For every person, their physical experience will be different. Find out how your child or teen feels and make the connection between those symptoms and the normal feelings they are having. Get curious. Considering your own answers to these questions will strengthen your ability to support your child or teen. Once you have thought of your responses, ask and listen to your child's or teen's responses. You might just start by asking, what are some ways we have been guiding and disciplining that work and don't work? What do we want for our family? What are our hopes? How do we establish rules that help us work together toward our hopes and dreams? What might be the situation or reason it is hard for you to follow the rules? Get ideas. Ask your child or teen about the rules of engagement that should exist in your house. What are some agreements they are willing to make about how you all interact as a family? Ask your child or teen about how they would respond to some of their behaviors that challenge you. Here is a trap. Avoid letting the questions you ask turn into accusations. Remember to stay calm and that the goal of the question is to help your child or teen uncover feelings. Step 2. Teach new skills by interactive modeling. The fundamental purpose of guidance and discipline for skill building is to grow new skills and behaviors to replace inappropriate ones. Learning new skills and behaviors requires modeling, practice, support, and recognition. Learning about your child's or teen's developmental milestones can help you have reasonable expectations and will provide context for how you can best support them in their skill building. 11-year-olds may argue with you as they assert their independence and fight with friends as they worry more about being liked. They may exclude others in order to gain popularity. 12-year-olds may find themselves more run down by stress. They may be edgy and moody or get angry easily as they deal with that stress. 13-year-olds can be highly sensitive as they work to define their independent identity while still being dependent. 
they may feel an even greater sense of peer pressure. Fourteen-year-olds may act invincible and as if they know it all. They may get angry if they are embarrassed or rejected in front of peers, and particularly in front of crushes. It is important to remember that teaching is different than just telling. Teaching builds basic skills, grows problem-solving abilities, and sets your child or teen up for success. Teaching also involves modeling and practicing the positive behaviors you want to see, promoting skills, and preventing problems. This is also an opportunity to establish meaningful, logical consequences for when expectations are not met. Actions. Teach your child or teen positive behaviors. Each time your child or teen acts inappropriately, ask yourself what positive behavior you need to teach and practice that can replace the inappropriate behavior. At a calm time, ask, what helps you feel better when you're sad, mad, or hurt? Share ideas like taking deep breaths, getting a drink of water, taking a walk, or asking for a hug. Remind yourself that the goal of guidance and discipline for skill building is to have your child or teen learn something. So, help them get into a learning space by being interested and curious about them. Rather than starting with what they did wrong, start by asking, what happened? This is a powerful technique for healthy communication with your child. Always connect first with your child or teen before offering a correction or redirection. That way you strengthen the relationship and help your child or teen feel safe. This could look like letting them know you are happy they are home safe or by reflecting their feelings. Brainstorm coping strategies. There are numerous coping strategies you and your child or teen can use depending on what feels right. But when you are really angry and upset, it can be difficult to recall what will make you feel better. That's why brainstorming a list, writing it down, and keeping it at the ready can come in handy when your child or teen really needs it. Here are some ideas from Janine Halloran. Imagine your favorite place. Take a walk. Get a drink of water. Take deep breaths. Count to 50. Do jumping jacks. Stretch. Play a game. Talk with someone you trust. Use a fidget toy. Draw. Write in a journal. Blow bubbles. Read a funny book. Color. Build something. Listen to relaxing music. Take a break. Take a shower or bath. Work on your family feelings vocabulary. Children and teens ages 11 to 14 are still learning about their feelings. Notice and name feelings when a family member is showing an expression to offer plenty of practice. Ask, don't tell. Dad, you look sad. Is that right? Being able to identify feelings is the first step in successfully managing emotions. While you are helping your child to understand their feelings, it might be helpful to think about how you feel and react when your child behaves inappropriately. You might ask yourself, do I get angry when they do a certain behavior? How do I respond to my anger? How do I want my child to respond when they feel angry? What coping strategies could I model for my child or teen? Teach positive ways to ask for attention. It's easy to get into a habit of pointing out what children and teens are not doing right. When children and teens are behaving inappropriately to get attention, they have not yet learned how to get attention in positive ways. Consider how your child or teen can seek your attention in acceptable ways. Then, actively teach these kinds of attention-getting behaviors. Would you like your child or teen to say a polite excuse me when they need you and you're engaged in a conversation? If so, practice as a family. Do a dry run so that all are comfortable, and then reinforce that positive behavior to create more of the same. 
Notice when your child or teen is behaving in a desired way and offer reflections. For example, I noticed how you helped your friend when they were struggling. I love seeing that. Think of how often a child or teen is corrected versus acknowledged for desired behavior. Your noticing will provide your child or teen with positive motivation to keep showing a desired behavior. Reflect on your child's or teen's feelings so you can be prepared to help. Ask yourself, what needs is my child or teen not getting met? Their needs can be emotional needs, like needing a friend to listen or give attention, needing some alone time, or needing to escape a chaotic environment. Can the issue be addressed by my child or teen alone, or do they need to communicate a need, ask for help, or set a boundary? One of the hardest steps to take for many can be asking for help or drawing a critical boundary line when it's needed. You'll need to find out what those issues are in your reflections with your child or teen first, but then guiding them to communicate their need is key. Teach assertive communication through iMessages. When you and your child or teen is in the uncomfortable position of disagreeing or arguing with one another, it can be difficult to know how to respond in ways that won't harm yourself or others. That's why teaching and practicing iMessages can provide a structure for what you can say. This statement works effectively from partner to partner, from parent or someone in a parenting role to child, and from child to child. Here's an example. I feel blank, insert feeling word. When you blank, name the words or actions that upset you, because blank. This helps the individual take responsibility for their own role and their feelings while avoiding blaming language like you did, which closes down the mind and ears of the other. It helps communicate the problem constructively without harming the other involved. Here's how it might sound if a parent is using it with a child or teen. I feel frustrated and angry when you keep playing video games and don't seem like you are listening because I feel ignored and I believe what I have to say is important for both of us. Repair harm. A critical step in teaching your children and teens about taking responsibility for their actions is learning how to repair harm, physical or emotional, when they've caused it, and they will. Mistakes are a critical aspect of their social learning. Everyone has moments when they hurt another. But it's that next step that they take that matters in healing emotional wounds and repairing the relationship. End the day with love. When children and teens misbehave during the day, they often end the day feeling bad about themselves. Children and teens tie your love to their behavior. If you act proud of them, they feel loved. If you are disappointed or mad at them, they feel unloved. Be sure that you spend one-on-one -on -one time with a child or teen who has had rough patches that day. During one-on-one -on -one time, allow your child or teen to pick the activity and provide them with your full, undistracted attention. This time together assures them they are loved no matter what choices they make. Here is a tip. When you are reflecting on your child's or teen's feelings, you can think about unpacking a suitcase. Frequently, there are layers of feelings that need to be examined and understood, not just one. Anger might just be the top layer. After you've discovered why your child or teen was angry, you might ask about other layers. Was there hurt or a sense of rejection involved? Perhaps your child or teen feels embarrassed. Fully unpacking the suitcase of feelings will help your child or teen feel better understood by you as they become more self-aware. Here is a trap to avoid. It can be easy for parents or those in a parenting role to immediately address the underlying feelings with a simple no or other short answer. For example, 
When a child or teen is angry, instead of invalidating their feelings and saying, you shouldn't be mad, shift to, I see you are angry, let's try taking deep breaths. When a child or teen is frustrated, instead of saying, here, let me fix it, shift to, this can be hard, do you want some help? Here is a tip. Create a ritual of sharing words of love and care at bedtime. Consider that ending the day reflecting on how much you appreciate one another could just be the best way to send your child or teen off to sleep. Step 3. Practice to grow skills and develop habits. Practice can take the form of cooperatively completing the task together or trying out a task with you as a coach and ready support. Practice is necessary for children and teens to internalize new skills. Practice makes vital new brain connections that strengthen each time they perform the new action. Behavior change takes time, often weeks or months. Be patient and keep providing opportunities to practice. Actions. Use I'd love to see statements with a positive tone and body language to express excitement and curiosity. When a child or teen learns a new ability, they are eager to show it off. Give them that chance. Say, I'd love to see you try asking me again in a way that increases the chances I will say yes. This practice will prepare your child or teen to use it when they require your attention and they are tempted to misbehave to get their need met. Offer limited and authentic choices. Offering them a choice, even if small, would you like to do the dishes before or after finishing homework, can return a sense of control to their lives. It also offers valuable practice in responsible decision-making. Recognize effort. Recognize effort by saying, I noticed statements. I noticed how you used our wait five minutes hand signal. It worked. That's excellent. Accept feelings. If you are going to help your children and teens become emotionally intelligent in managing their biggest feelings, you need to acknowledge and accept their feelings, even and especially the ones you don't like. So catch yourself. When your child or teen is upset, consider your response. Instead, you could reflect back and prompt a next step. I hear you're upset. What can you do to help yourself feel better? Practice deep breathing. Because deep breathing is such a simple practice that can assist your child or teen anytime, anywhere, it's important to get plenty of practice so that it becomes easy to use when needed. Here are some enjoyable ways to practice together. Hot chocolate breathing. Pretend to hold your hot cup of cocoa in both hands in front of you. Breathe in deeply the aroma of the chocolate and then blow out to cool it in preparation for drinking. Do this to the count of five to give your child or teen practice. Then look for chances to practice it regularly. Ocean breathing. Practice making the noise of the sea waves while breathing deeply from your diaphragm. Close your eyes with your child or teen and imagine that your anger is a fiery flame waiting on a sandy shore. And as you breathe life into the ocean waves, they grow closer and closer to the flame to extinguish it. Engage your child or teen side by side in taking action together to make things better in your household, at your school, and in your community. When you are reflecting with your child or teen about their upset, are there other ways to view the situation? Are there other perspectives to consider? Though you never want to excuse another child's or teen's hurtful behaviors, you can understand their thoughts and feelings better. For example, your child's or teen's friend Julie was cruel to your daughter today when, on most days, they are joyful friends. You might ask, do you know if anything is going on at home or at school that might be upsetting Julie? Find out. What if Julie's parents have recently announced they are getting a divorce? 
There are always reasons for children's or teens' behavior. See if you can dig further to find compassion and understanding and share that with your child or teen. Follow through on repairing harm. When your child or teen has caused harm, they need your guidance, encouragement, and support in following through to repair it. They may need to hold your hand through that process, and that's okay. They are learning the invaluable skill of responsible decision-making. Start with asking your child or teen questions. First, help them consider how their actions impacted others. You might ask, how do you think your friend felt when you didn't keep your promise to meet them? And then help your child brainstorm how to repair harm. You might ask, how do you want to repair the harm? Ideas may include apologizing or scheduling new plans together. Resist forcing your child or teen to apologize. Forcing a child or teen to apologize teaches them a memorized response. An apology may make you feel better, but it does not teach your child or teen to accept responsibility for their actions or to begin to understand another's feelings. Include reflection on the day in your bedtime routine. You might ask, what happened today that made you happy? Or, what were the best moments in your day? You should answer the questions as well. Children and teens may not have the chance to reflect on what's good and abundant in their lives throughout the day, yet grateful thoughts are a central contributor to happiness and well-being. Here is a trap to avoid. Refrain from judging your child's or teen's friends. You want your child or teen to trust you with their friendship worries and problems. If you harshly judge their friends, they may lose some of that trust and may not confide in you. Step 4. Support your child's or teen's development and success. At this point, you've taught your child or teen some new strategies and clarified expectations regarding their behavior. Now you can offer support when it's needed by reteaching, monitoring, coaching, and when appropriate, applying logical consequences. Parents or those in a parenting role naturally offer support as they see their child or teen fumble with the situation in which they need help. This is no different. Actions. Catch your child or teen doing things right. Recognize any positive behavior, especially when the behavior is something that you have recently talked about. For example, if your child or teen is working on being polite in the morning even when they are grumpy, notice it and say, I so appreciate you staying positive. Ask key questions to support their skills. For example, you are going to see Julie today. Do you remember what you can do to communicate your feelings? Learn about development. Each new age and stage will present differing challenges and along with them, stress, frustration, and anger. Promote an I can belief. Children and teens need to hear that you believe in their ability to learn anything with time and hard work. Stay engaged. Working together on ideas for trying out new and different coping strategies can help offer additional support and motivation for your child or teen when tough issues arise. Apply logical consequences when needed. Logical consequences should come soon after an inappropriate behavior and need to be provided in a way that maintains a healthy relationship. Rather than punishment, a consequence is about supporting the learning process and avoiding harm. First, recognize your own feelings and practice a calm-down strategy when needed. It helps to know which calm-down strategies work best for you and have a plan. Not only is this good modeling, when you are in control of your emotions, you are able to apply logical consequences that fit the behavior. Second, invite your teen into a reflection about the expectations established in step two. Third, consider a logical consequence of their actions as a teachable moment. 
be certain to consider the following questions before making your decision. 1. What will you teach with this consequence? 2. Has a natural consequence already taken place, such as a friend turning away, a broken device, or a failed grade? Sometimes the natural consequence is more than enough, and you don't need to impose yet another. 3. Will the logical consequence be obviously connected to the poor choice so that you can teach cause and effect with the action? Learning new behaviors to replace inappropriate behaviors takes time. Children and teens ages 11 to 14 will likely not do it right the first time, or even the second or third. That's okay. What's important is that you approach guidance and discipline for skill building by understanding feelings, teaching new behaviors, and practicing all the while maintaining a healthy, supportive, loving relationship with your child or teen. Your healthy, supportive, loving relationship with your child or teen is what is most important. Step 5. Recognize with positive reinforcement to foster motivation. No matter how old your child or teen is, your positive reinforcement and encouragement have a big impact. If your child or teen is working to grow their skills, even in small ways, it will be worth your while to recognize it. Your recognition can go a long way in promoting positive behaviors and expanding your child's or teen's confidence. Your recognition also promotes safe, secure, and nurturing relationships, a foundation for strong communication and a healthy relationship with you as they grow. There are many ways you can reinforce your child's or teen's efforts. It is important to distinguish between three different types of reinforcement recognition, rewards, and bribes. These three distinct parenting behaviors have different impacts on your child's or teen's behavior. Recognition occurs after you observe the desired behavior in your child or teen. Noticing and naming the specific behavior you want to reinforce is key to promoting more of it. For example, you took some time to listen to music when you were frustrated. Love seeing that. Recognition can also include nonverbal cues such as a smile, hug, or high five. Rewards can be helpful in certain situations by providing a concrete, timely, and positive incentive for doing a good job. A reward is determined ahead of time so that the child or teen knows what to expect, like, if you complete your chores this morning, we will go to the trampoline park this afternoon. If you X, then I'll X. It stops any negotiations in the heat of the moment. A reward could be used to teach positive behavior or break a bad habit. The goal should be to help your child or teen to progress to a time when the reward will no longer be needed. If used too often, rewards can decrease a child's or teen's intrinsic motivation. Unlike a reward, bribes aren't planned ahead of time and generally happen when a parent or someone in a parenting role is in the middle of a crisis, like a child or teen arguing and refusing to leave a social gathering. To avoid disaster, a parent or someone in a parenting role offers to stop for ice cream on the way home if the child or teen will stop arguing and leave the event. While bribes can be helpful in the short term to manage stressful situations, they will not grow lasting motivation or behavior change and should be avoided. Here is a trap to avoid. It can be easy to fall into using bribes when recognition and occasional rewards are underutilized. If parents find themselves resorting to a bribe frequently, it is likely time to revisit the five-step process. Here is a trap to avoid. Think about what behavior a bribe may unintentionally reinforce. For example, offering to stop for ice cream if a child or teen quits arguing and leaves a social event may teach the child or teen that future arguments lead to additional treats. Actions 
Recognize and call out when it is going well. It may seem obvious, but it's easy not to notice when all is moving along smoothly. Noticing and naming the behavior provides the important reinforcement that you see and value the choice your child or teen has made. For example, when your child or teen is acting responsibly, a short, specific call-out is all that's needed. I noticed you completed your homework today on your own in the time we agreed upon. Yes, excellent. Recognize small steps along the way. Don't wait for the big accomplishments, like your child or teen remembering to calmly communicate when frustrated all of the time, in order to recognize effort. Remember that your recognition can work as a tool to promote more positive behaviors. Find small ways your child or teen is making an effort and let them know you see them. Build celebrations into your routine. For example, after your child or teen repairs harm with a sibling, go for a walk together. Or in the morning once ready for school, leave a special note of gratitude in their lunchbox. In closing, Engaging in these five steps is an investment that builds your skills as an effective parent or someone in a parenting role to use on many other issues and builds important skills that will last a lifetime for your child or teen. Throughout this tool, there are opportunities for children and teens to become more self-aware, to deepen their social awareness, to exercise their self-management skills, to work on their relationship skills, and to demonstrate and practice responsible decision-making. Guidance and Discipline for Skill Building, ages 11 to 14, retrieved from https colon backslash backslash www.toolsforyourchildsuccess.org. Copyright 2023 Center for Health and Safety Culture at Montana State University. This content does not necessarily reflect the views or policies of the Tools for Your Child Success communities, financial supporters, contributors, SAMHSA or the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.